Closer Look is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Riverhead Ford Lincoln. Come experience America's best-selling brand by visiting your local Route 58 dealership today. At Riverhead Ford Lincoln, you're more than just a customer. You're part of the Riverhead Ford Lincoln family. Meet their team who are dedicated in helping you pair with the perfect vehicle. Whether you're searching for a coupe, SUV, convertible, or pickup truck, they've got it. Say hello to General Manager Tom Williams, a lifetime North Fork resident. Prepare yourself for the road ahead with a new Ford F-150, Ranger, Echo Sport, and more. Riverhead Ford Lincoln has been the winner of the Ford President's Award five years running, 2013 through 2018. An honor rooted from superior customer satisfaction. Visit Riverhead Ford Lincoln on Route 58 in Riverhead, one mile east of the Tanker Outlets, or at RiverheadFord.net. Riverhead Ford Lincoln, not just a better deal, a better dealership. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Closer Look. I am Grant Parpan. I am joined this week by, we've got a full team here. We have uh, reporter Tara Smith, editor Joe Work, editor Joe Workmeister. And our executive editor, Steve Wick. Great to be here. Yeah, so this week we're going to actually talk about, we're finally, finally, the election seems like it was two years ago, um, but we are finally doing a breakdown of election numbers that were released last week after they were certified by the Suffolk County Board of Elections. And in particular, we did this last year, and we're going to do it again, where we look at uh, breaking down for a podcast um, the results of the election locally, how people voted. Uh, Tara, what's the best way, if you could, in a sentence, describe how people between Riverhead and South Hill Towns voted this year, how would you do it? In a sentence? Um, it, it really couldn't be more different. Um, you know, I was more surprised at the way South Hold voted, um, but Riverhead really showed that, um, you know, still a Republican stronghold, um, not very different from the way they voted in 2016 and also 2012 when I took a look at those numbers. Yeah, Joe, you know, Tara talks about how Riverhead is a Republican stronghold. Uh, when you look at how Suffolk County voted, particularly in the presidential election, if you look at the results, it seems like more towns in Suffolk County actually voted for uh, President-elect Biden. Yeah, we, what we definitely saw was a, uh, a shift um, more toward the uh, Democratic candidate this time around compared to uh, 20, 2016. Uh, President Trump still still carried the county by a very, very small margin, about 200 votes, I think. Um, but as you said, when you, when you look at it specifically just by the towns, uh, it looked like more towns actually voted for, um, for uh, Biden. But you have, when you have the, the biggest towns, you know, Brookhaven, Smithtown, go uh, for the Republican, you know, that really carries uh, much of the county um, when, you know, the East End towns out here, South Old, East Hampton, South Hampton, obviously much smaller compared to um, what you have uh, in Brookhaven and and Smithtown. So, um, you know, obviously a very divided uh, county uh, that what we've seen with how close these results were. And, uh, you know, not not too shocking when you look at the pockets of where um, where there's, you know, kind of Democratic strongholds and, and some of the Republican strongholds, uh, you know, I think, uh, yeah, fairly, fairly predictable. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you live in South Hold Town, where it went for President-elect Biden in the past. Uh, that town has been largely Republican. Are you, are you surprised by that result? You know, I think South Hold, um, Grant, one of the big takeaways from this year is the shift in the last, maybe the last cycle 
from Southold being a very reliably GOP stronghold. I mean, previous elections go back eight, 10, 12 years. This was a very reliably strong GOP stronghold. Getting Democrats elected here was a pretty rare feat. Um, this time, when, when you look at the data that you got, we all assembled for Republicans versus uh, Democrats in Southold, you've got 6,133 registered Republicans in Southold and 6,131 Democrats. Um, just four years ago, Republicans had a 1,600 registration advantage. So there's been a sharp shift towards the blue in Southold. And that I think helped in, in some of these races where Zeldin in the congressional race lost to Goroff in Southold and other candidates did quite well in Southold. So to me, the real takeaway um, for both towns is how Southold continues its march towards a, a more democratic town. Yeah. And uh, Tara, I think when you look at the map, you can actually really kind of see where it's red and where it's blue in Southold. You can yeah, kind of see so that in, even split. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like there's a line, like once you cross, um, you know, just out of Kachog, um, <laughs> you are definitely in, in you know, a, a blue area, um, which isn't necessarily surprising, but um, it, it um, did shift from 2016. There were areas of Greenport West and East Mary in 2016 that um, Biden was able to capture this time around. Um, you know, the, the areas of Mattituck, Kachog, Laurel, um, you know, continued to, to be um, areas where President Trump did strongly, um, whereas kind of the, the further east you went, um, there was more support for President-elect Biden I will say I was not um, totally surprised by the results in Southhold. I do I do think um, you know just piggybacking off of what Steve was talking about um, with voter enrollment, um, the 2019 election I think sort of laid a framework there for um, Democrats to do uh, fare a little better than they yeah. have in the past. Um, if you look you know, at those local, Sarah. if you look at those local candidates like Zeldin and Jody Giglio and Tony Palumbo, it's really interesting that Zeldin wins 50 percent. 55% of the vote in the district, but doesn't carry Southhold. Jody Giglio wins overwhelmingly in Riverhead with 56%, but narrowly loses in Southhold. And Palumbo, who's a local guy, he's from New Suffolk, uh, he wins Riverhead by a whopping 2,500 votes, but just barely carries Southhold with 42 votes. So again, I really think that this election says something about Southhold, even as Republicans did well. And now one final word from our sponsor, Riverhead Buick GMC. They are Long Island Sierra source and have proudly served the East End for generations. You asked for it, they listened. Riverhead Buick GMC has expanded its inventory so you get the vehicles you've been searching for. View their large selection ranging from sedans, trucks, and SUVs today. At Riverhead Buick GMC, they are more than just a better deal. They've given back to the Riverhead community for decades, supporting local Riverhead charities, schools, and parades, as well as providing vehicles for golf tournament fundraisers. Stop in today to take a test drive of that car you've been looking for. Grab a cup of coffee or just say hello to their friendly staff. Visit Riverhead Buick GMC on Route 58 in Riverhead, one mile east of the Tanger Outlets, or at RiverheadBuickGMC.com. Riverhead Buick GMC, not just a better deal, a better dealership. Tara, you cover the South Old Town Board. This year, there's uh, a Democrat on the board for the first time in a while. I think the last Democrat actually on the town board was Al Krupski, and that was going back almost a decade now. 
uh, and now you have Sarah Napa um, and Joe. Uh, when when you look at, at at this, you know you've been here at the paper for a while. Um, do you expect that you will see uh, next year, or you know this year coming up, this next town election, that maybe uh, the the party enrollment on the board will will shift a little? I mean, do you think Democrats will continue to pick up seats? I think it's certainly possible. Um, you, you know, I guess the question is, you know, when does that this kind of, uh, you know, move east? You know, when do we kind of hit our hit the high point and and it kind of levels off, or is it just or we're just going to see more people coming out here who were you know living in the city maybe uh, prior? You know, people uh, are people who came out here just you know kind of during the pandemic. Are they going to stay, or are they going to eventually? Know, kind of maybe migrate back to the city maybe that alters the numbers a little bit um but yeah i mean i would say i would think the shift you know in south old town probably continues more on that uh toward that democratic side and um you know i think what would be really curious coming up now as we get into uh, as you said that more of a town election is you know what kind of turnout are we going to see um you know once you know we get past what was kind of an anomaly this year with uh, the presidential election. And once we get back into a more kind of normal cycle, what the turnout's going to be. And, you know, are we going to see uh, mail-in ballots uh, continue, you know, with greater ease than they has been in the past? Um, you know, I think that was a big boost to turnout. Um, you know, so is that something that's going to continue and maybe, you know, kind of boost numbers um, still going forward or, you uh, um, you know, are we going to kind of, you know, go back to more of like a normal, more of the normal numbers of what we would typically see in a, in a town election year? You know, I think if you're, I think if you're a GOP strategist in Southold, you're looking at those numbers, Grant, and you're saying, wow, these are, these are really big shifts in terms of Republican Democratic registration in Southold. Um, and I think the Southold um, GOP party going back a number of years is always kind of wanted to be a freestanding Republican party kind of untethered to, you know, state and national things going on and be their own people, putting up candidates that everyone knows that are popular and can be elected regardless of the R after their names. I guess it really, as Joe says, depends a lot on this demographic shift and whether that carries and whether the GOP party in Southall can start reaching out to those new residents, Grant, and saying, what are your concerns? How can we help serve you? Yeah. Uh, and start trying to woo their votes. Whereas you flip over into, into Riverhead, it seems to me Riverhead is reliably GOP. I mean, if you look at like Jamesport, Aquabog, uh, Wading River, they were really strongly uh, went for Trump. Yeah. And you look at, um, you know, what that means in terms of uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin, he hangs on. Um, I don't think Nancy Goroff ran a particularly strong campaign, just personally speaking, frankly, uh, you know, I didn't really see her out on the East End at all. I know there's a pandemic. It was a challenging campaign. It's almost impossible to second guess how somebody campaigned during a global pandemic in which people were told to stay inside. But that said, I, I, I do kind of wonder if she made enough of an effort to reach out to the East End. And, you know, if uh, if Lee Zeldin being an ally of a president who has sort of a um, historically bad, uh, you know, popularity uh um if he could still win if zeldin could still win in a year like this i wonder if this is we're looking at a congressman who's going to be here for another 10 yeah. 
20 years in this district. He's a young man. Well, I think what he, he did last week, Grant, uh, will have uh, a kind of a deep resonance for a while to come. I mean, he joined with 126 other House Republicans in that obviously absurd Texas lawsuit that was condemned around the country, even by conservatives, as just being a complete waste of time, where you have the Texas Attorney General, who's under federal investigation and could be looking for a pardon down the road, suing four states that turned over from GOP to, to Biden. And here you have Lee Zeldin going in on that. And I think that's something that the voters out here will remember. Um, we'd certainly like to talk to him about it and see why he thought that was the right approach. Um, you're seeing a lot of criticism of it now, even from people in his own party. So go, moving ahead for him, even though he, I think he got 55% of the vote in the first district, um, but lost Southhold, it's going to be interesting to see how he evolves uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah. And to his credit, I think last week, the news about Plum Island, too, is probably the uh, the biggest uh, victory for him in his career in, in, in D.C. So it's a, a real um, one week with uh, just sort of a polar shift for, uh, for for Lee Zeldin. I think he deserves a lot of credit in the, the Plum Island uh, preservation efforts that uh, seems like we'll see what happens over the next. Yeah. Looks like now you might not have a, a spending bill agreement until the weekend. Uh, they need to be able I think to find he has two things. But if if that goes through, and I think it's it's a big victory for for uh, for for Lee Zeldin in terms of uh, preserving Plum Island, which probably the biggest issue he's faced in this district in uh, in now you know a uh, few terms. I, I think there's I've two really things in his in his term. Sorry, Tara. I think there's two things yeah. in his term that he can <clears throat> he can really be proud of. One is the funding for the Ion Collider at Brookhaven National Lab. I mean, that was enormous. That was an enormous uh, get for the for Brookhaven. And now Plum Island, which looks like after all this time, that's going to not be sold by the government to uh, someone who wants to put in a golf course. So I don't think the town would ever allow it. So Lee, Lee Zeldin has those two things to really be proud of. Tara, you were going to say something? Yeah, no, just the obviously the news out of Plum Island is huge. Um, you know, I've been with the paper just over two years and um, pretty much since I got on, um, you know, I've been getting his press releases. Um, he's passed this legislation in, in Congress to, you know, block the sale of Plum Island. Um, I've, I think I've lost count of how many times, um, you know, we've seen news that he's, you know, passed legislation to block the sale or stop the marketing of the island or, you know, just tons of things to do with Plum Island. Um, but um, it's it's sort of always moved over to the Senate um, just to die. So um, the news that it it's definitely within reach of passing the Senate is is huge. And um, really yeah, he definitely is. deserves some credit some credit there. Yeah, and I think by the time this comes up over the weekend, that uh, that victory may have already happened. So uh, uh, yeah. it's very interesting uh, to look at the numbers. We have uh, this podcast going up. We'll also have a post going up with a map where you can click around, see how people voted in your community uh you know exciting stuff it took a while it's it's taken longer and longer every year now to get these election results but uh um <laughs> we finally got it and uh you know click around and, and check it out it's re really fascinating to see how the north fork voted uh thanks so much for joining us this week guys absolutely good to talk to you no everybody all right take care. thanks for listening everyone